listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. This week, I want to chat about how to get repeat buyers when it comes to your TPT store. That is something that we all desperately want because as great as it is to have a one-off buyer, someone that just comes along, buys a resource, and then never comes back again, that's fine because you've made money. Like It's great. It's fine. That's what happens a lot of the time. It's really, really cool if we can get people coming back to our store over and over again consistently and purchasing more than just one thing. Obviously, buyers can purchase more than one thing in one go. So they might like check out a huge amount of things all in one sitting. So in a way, they're kind of like a repeat customer in the sense that they're buying lots of things from you, but it's just all in one go. And that's like still really cool. It's nice to sell more than one thing to a person. But when I say repeat buyers, I really mean when someone buys something from you and then they come back the next week or the next month or the next year or whatever, and then they buy something else from your store. And that is a really cool thing to have because it's just going to make sure that you are continuously making more and more money because I guess what I'm saying is you're not always trying to find new customers. You are just using your existing customers. And this is a really true thing in the business world. They say that in terms of like the money that it costs in in terms of business and marketing, it costs a lot more money to find new customers than it does to just kind of get your existing customers to buy from you. So you can Google it if you're interested, but it kind of says something along the lines of when you're looking this up. A lot of the studies, you know, it depends on what industry you're in, but acquiring a new customer can cost five to seven times more than retaining an old one. Now, obviously, that's not really super applicable to TPT. I mean, a lot of us don't spend huge amounts of money getting our customers. But if you are a seasoned seller, you may well spend money on ads, for example. So sometimes we do. And we also pay for things like email lists and stuff. So a lot of the time we are kind of working continuously to get new customers. And that does actually sometimes cost us money, even if you're hiring a VA or you're paying for product photography and your marketing, like in some way, technically you're paying to get a new customer, if you know what I mean. So yeah, it costs money. And ultimately, if you can get people that already know about you to just keep buying from you, that kind of costs you less in the long run. You're not always seeking the next person to buy from you. You're just getting the people that already like you and know you and love you to just keep buying. And that's just a lot less effort. So anyway, that's my little spiel on why you might want a repeat buyer in case you're wondering. (laughs) But in today's episode, I just want to share a few quick tips about how you can actually achieve this. So number one, I know you're not going to hate this. It's kind of a broad generic tip, but number one for how to get repeat buyers, you need to create quality products. You're probably thinking, ugh, like that's such a generic thing to say. Like it's not a specific tip that I can like put into action next week. But it's just one of those things you just need to acknowledge that if you have a store that's full of really kind of subpar resources, if you just don't have great quality stuff, people aren't going to purchase it, fall in love with it and want to come back for more. They're going to be like, eh, this was a bit average. Oh, this was terrible. And they're not going to come back. So at the end of the day, that's just an undeniable truth in our business. Good quality products are going to bring you more customers. People are going to download a freebie or buy a resource from you, see that it's amazing quality. You know, it's really a good product and they use it with their students or whatever, and they love it. And then they kind of want to buy more from you because they think, hey, I trust this person. I know that what they produce is quality work. I can take that risk in giving more money to them, like putting more money in, you know, because at the end of the day, everything on TPT is is risky, really. You're putting money towards something 
and you don't really know what you're going to get 100%. Previews, thumbnails, descriptions, they all help. But every day buyers are buying from you, you could remember it's risky for them because they're putting their hard-earned money into something and they're really hoping they get something good back. Anyway, so if you create quality stuff, you're going to have people fall in love with you. They are going to probably end up following your store, which will obviously help create that whole repeat buyer thing. But they're just in general, they might remember your store name and trust you and like you. And that no like trust factor is built like, oh, I know this store. I like what they have to offer. I trust that their stuff's good quality. I'm going to buy more when I see that it pops up. When I log into TPT, I follow them. Oh, another thing's released by them. Great. I'll buy it from them because I trust them. Or I see that person on social media. I'm going to be like, yeah, I trust them. I'll buy more. So having great quality stuff is obviously really, really important. Now, just I guess if you want something actionable there, just you know, go through and look at your old resources. Like we all have them, the stuff we made when we were new, like our older listings. If you've got anything in your store that isn't your best work, that's something you can always update. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all have that. Unless you are like, I don't know, unless you've got like all these VAs that work for you and you just continuously maintain your store to perfection. But I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone that does that. Like we all have hundreds of products often and there's a bunch in there that need work. I admit I have ones like that. We all do. So that's an action item for you. Go in and make sure that everything in your store is your best quality work. Tip number two, be truthful in your listings. Because if you have deceptive covers, thumbnails, previews or descriptions or a title that doesn't truly reflect what your resource actually is, and then a buyer purchases from you and they're really disappointed, they're probably not going to want to buy from you again. Because they're going to feel like, not saying that you're a liar, but like just that you didn't accurately reflect or represent what your resource was and so they thought it was going to include something else or they expected it was going to look different they download it and it's nothing like what they imagined and then they're like oh a bit deflated and then they're not going to want to come back to your store and buy more from you because they've had this key experience so action item for that one would be you know you've got to have really top-notch covers thumbnails previews obviously titles and descriptions too really in-depth and detailed so that buyers can trust your listings and trust you because, you know, let's just say they do buy a product from you and it's really great quality and they come back for another one. But if your listing isn't great on that next product, they could buy that resource and then be really disappointed. It doesn't matter that the first time they liked your resource, if they feel kind of cheated in some way or they feel like they've made an error in purchasing that second time, they're not going to want to come back for a third time. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, just because someone buys from you once doesn't mean forever they are now a loyal customer. You've got to continuously make sure that you're resources and your listings are really well maintained in order to keep them as a customer. All right, tip number three. This is more of the really actionable stuff here. And it's like the main thing I want to share for this episode. If I were going to say one thing that would get you repeat buyers, it's create product lines. Just in case you don't know what that is, a quick example would be like in my store I have sentence building activities. I've got winter ones, summer ones, spring ones, fall ones. So you basically are having the same type of resource, you know, represented in different ways, offered in different seasons, themes, topics, holidays, different subject like topics maybe, different standards covered, you know, different themes. Like there's just a million ways you can do it, but essentially your products are very similar. They may even be made from the same template and you switch out the clip art or you switch out the word problems or whatever. And product lines are really amazing because there's that trust there. If someone buys my winter sentence building resource and they like it, they're going to probably quite easily come back for the spring one because they know the template, they know the setup, they know that it works with their students, their kids know how to use it, they like the way it looks, they just know that it's like a different theme and there's going to be some spring pictures instead, which is perfect for that time of year. So it's a lot easier for them to purchase. It's like a quicker purchase decision. We're going to have less hesitation 
because they know what to expect. But anyway, product lines are really great, like I said, because they buy one, they like it, and then they come back for more. And so if you're interested in how this works, go to your sales report on TBT. I can guarantee many of us probably don't do this enough. I know that I don't. It's like not the best area of TBT in terms of data. Like I much prefer product statistics and uh, the dashboard and the traffic tab. But when you look at sales report, it tells you like the buyer's, you know, information. It's got like a little number in brackets that says like one or two or three or whatever, and you can click on it. And so if it just says one, they've just bought one resource from you. If they've, you know, it says two, they bought two things. You can click on it and see what resources they bought from you. And so, you know, Jenny, she's got like a three next to her name and I can go in there and see that she bought a PowerPoint two years ago from me. And then a year later, she came back and bought some sentence building activities. And then last month she bought something else and I can see what she bought from me. And this is really good because you'll be able to see the product line selling. You'll be able to see, oh, wow. Yeah, they came back a few months later and they bought the summer version of that resource. So product line's really good. That's a good way to see what product lines for you performing well. It's kind of good to be like, oh, people are buying this type of product line. Maybe I should make more products in that product line or a similar product line. So use that data. It kind of inspires you. And this really flows well into tip number four. Tip number four is to create similar products. And so you can do the same thing. Go to your sales report and look at what people have purchased. And they might not necessarily buy two resources that are like in a set or a part of a bundle or a product line, but they'll buy two resources that are similar in theme. You know, like I mentioned my example before maybe a powerpoint and sentence building but if they were both you know themed in some way like really similar you could be like oh i could make more things like that like a better example would be like i have a lot of writing products so i've got like a procedure writing powerpoint i've got procedure writing worksheets so they've like bought those two things and that can inspire you to be like oh people like that maybe i should make a bundle of those two things or more procedure writing products so you can kind of look at that and go, oh, people like that theme that's really like selling well or that topic or that subject area and you can make more of it. And this is going to help you get repeat buyers because, you know, we've got someone that's teaching a certain concept or topic or subject and they buy something from you in your store and then they see you've got more things for that area. They're like, oh, they'll come back and they'll buy that other thing. They might not buy it in one go, like in one, you know, shopping cart kind of thing. They might buy one thing from you, use it, love it. And then they come back and they're like, well, I really enjoyed that PowerPoint from her. I'm going to try her worksheets because I'm still teaching that topic. So having similar products is a really good idea. All right, next tip. We're nearly done. Uh, Tip number five, market on social media slash on your email list. So I didn't just say market anywhere because not all marketing is the same. Pinterest, blogging, things like that, you know, they're kind of long-term sort of things you know or you put a pin out and like people don't really know who you are they just see that pin it's not as personal social media and email are like the ways you really connect with people you know they know your name or who you are and they learn more about you and those are ways to kind of build a relationship so you might create a successful instagram account or a massive email list and then people like oh hey i know alex i you know read her emails every week or i follow her on socials like i know all about her i know that she just got married and she had a kid i know this and that like they kind of know you And then when you talk about your resources, they're like more likely to buy because they trust you. And then they become a repeat buyer when they continue to follow and subscribe to you and you continue to market to them and then they continue to buy from you. So they bought one thing from you maybe, you know, a year ago and then they happen to be following you on social media and you market something else. And they're like, oh, that looks really cute. And you're like, yeah, I think I bought something from this person a year ago and it was really good. I remember my students really loved it. Yeah, I'm going to buy this thing. It's like that trust is there. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is so much with TPT in any and any business, 
is that you have that hesitancy, that buyer hesitancy, which is understandable. When you're handing money over to someone, you want to be able to trust that you're going to get something great from it. And we all kind of ooh and ah over purchase decisions because it's a big deal. Even if it's only a dollar, like for some people, that's a lot of money when they're really strapped for cash. So paying for anything is a big deal. Let's just be real here. So people are nervous and they're like hesitant to buy and especially for expensive things like big bundles. So we want that trust. We want them to be like, yes, I'm 100% going to buy this with no hesitation because I trust this person. I trust this business. It makes things a lot easier. Now, final tip, tip number six is just like a quick one, very actionable. You can send a note to followers. That's a great way to get repeat buyers. You know, if you talk about a resource in one of your note to followers, next week you could talk about a similar resource and they'll come back for that, especially if they're similar or connecting in some way. That kind of gets them trying one thing, coming back for another thing. Obviously, they need to be a follower to read those note to followers, but that's a way to get your followers to be repeat buyers. Because just because someone follows you on TBT does not guarantee they are going to buy from you ever or just again and again they might just buy from you once follow you and never buy again you can't guarantee anything here so consistently sending those notes to followers obviously not too often but fairly consistently i don't think it's any harm in that you could get them to be more aware of your resources and get them to buy over and over again i mean you could just release new resources but that's not always sustainable and when someone follows you they don't know what's in your store that you uploaded you know months or years ago so your note to followers is an option for you to be like hey did you know i have this I just released this, which is really cool, but I also have this and that you've got that opportunity. So a note to followers is a really good thing. I guess my final thing I just want to say is obviously having followers on TBT is a way to get repeat buyers because whenever you release a product, they're going to log onto TBT or maybe even get an email and they're going to see that you've released something. So you're getting your resources in front of people and you're getting resources in front of people that might have already purchased from you. They could buy more from you. So having followers is a really great way to get repeat buyers. But I just want to add this in. It's not the be all and end all. Do not spend your days chasing followers. It's a very toxic thing to do. It's just not worth your time. They will come naturally and organically. Just let it happen. Do not worry about it. But anyway, those are my tips. Just a quick summary. Create quality products. Be truthful in your listings. Create product lines and create similar products. Market on social media and your email list and send a note to followers. And those are all really great things to do to get repeat buyers. And some of those are particularly very actionable. Like you could just send a note to followers right after listening to this episode. Nice, easy action item for you. But in general, I think my big tip is the product lines ones. So that's the one I would be thinking about if I were you. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I really hope you found it helpful. Now in this episode, I specifically talked about social media and email lists as a really great way to connect with people. Those are things that I use in my businesses, both my store and obviously helping sellers. I do think they're really great. If you were a new listener to the podcast and you enjoyed this episode or you've been enjoying it in general, be sure to connect with me in those places if you haven't already. Yes, maybe you came from my Facebook group and you didn't know that. I also have an Instagram account where I share lots of tips. I also have an email list where I, you know, share weekly tips. And I've been making a lot more effort in my emails lately to share like more specific tips. You know, like I have like a theme each month, you know, previews, covers, thumbnails, and I share tips each week. So if you want to connect with me in those places and learn more from me, be sure to. I will put a link in the show notes to both my Instagram account and my email list. But anyway, I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.